I'm extra powerful. What else starts with P? Pie. This is the season <laughs> of pie. I do love pie. Season to eat pie. So welcome to our show. We interview the strongest women in the world, pro female strength athletes. And we do this to, to help you, lovely listeners, get better at what you do when it comes to competing and training for strength sports. I'm your host, Vic Stephanie. Fantastic the dancer. You can find my dance and fitness challenges and tutorials on YT, IG, TikTok, YouTube by following and subscribing. So do that. And then contact me on those DMs. Except for if you guys, listen, stop asking for nudes. It quit it. I have kids. It's never going to be a yes ever. And the more sneaky you are about it, the more obvious it is. It's like, do you trade? I was like, trade what? Pokemon cards? What the hell are you talk? Trade what? Nudes? No. Law. Go away. Don't do that. I won't. <laughs> otherwise, I will assist you. <laughs> so today's episode, we are going to be discussing extremely important topic, especially now um, with the ever-changing lockdowns across the world and the changes in sport and how sport, strength sports are, and all sports really are in a transitional phase. And what does competing look like? Is it online? Is it in person? How does that look? How do you sponsor competitions? How do you get sponsored? So our guest today is the lovely and amazing, I love her, huh? Ashley Skash from Muscle Pirate, the owner extraordinaire. She owns a bunch of other amazing things, but we'll get into that as well. And she's basically an expert on the subject, and she's written an ebook for y'all to purchase and help you as an athlete get where you need to get and get the sponsors you need. And trust me, it is an art form. So we're going to get into that today. And Ashley... Tell us some more about your experience as a strong woman athlete and uh, how they can find you on IG and on the great wide internet. Sure, sure. So I started competing in 2017 uh, on my 29th birthday and I was something I'd never done before. I had just discovered that they had a females division like a couple months prior. So I just jumped in. I trained at 24 hour fitness. I just tried to get as strong as I could. And I went from there. Um, it went swimmingly. Kaz Meyer was our MC and he sang happy birthday to me and I was hooked. So that's where it started. And, um, over the next year or two, I, I won like Texas strongest woman, Houston strongest woman, second in Oklahoma. Um, I'm Houston. I said Houston's yeah. Went to nationals. Yeah, it was, it's, it's a blast. It's a blast. But there was, there was a moment in my very first competition that, that one on my birthday, um, that changed, like legitimately changed my life. And it was the truck pull. It was the last event of the day. It's 140 oh. hot outside. Okay. And we've competed outside all day long. We're exhausted. We're hot. Everybody's got heat stroke by this point, <laughs> but we get up to that, that truck pull. And mind you, I've never been an athlete in my life. I, I didn't, I didn't do any sports. I did like shot put for like a semester, but the coach, like he wouldn't even like make eye contact with me. He wouldn't talk to me. So that was it. Like nothing <laughs> happened. <so> funny. <laughs> like he thought I was such a dork and he was right. But you know, that's besides right. the point. But they hooked me up to this 18,000 pound truck and they said, okay, when the whistle blows, when the horn blows, you got to pull and you don't pull it until we say stop. I was like, okay, cool. They put the rope in my hands. They said, go. And I freaking moved the truck and not only did I move the truck but I won the event and my my I had veins blood veins bursting in my forearms little capillaries uh, I couldn't feel anything Ooh, my feet were on fire. Ooh, it, you know it was 
It was insane. It was the craziest thing I'd ever done physically. And at that moment, the second yeah. I stopped, I was instantly Ashley 2.0. And I've never been the same since. And it, Ooh, it was it was awesome, dude. Like I, I finished that and I thought, I am not the same person that I was 75 seconds ago when I began. Like I'm not even close. This is a totally new person. Look at what she can do. Look at what I'm gonna fucking do now. Let's go. And yes, like ever since. <laughs> I'm not to make noise. I'm not assuming I hear. Oh is it okay God. if I cuss, by the way, because I'm sorry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah, sister. Shit. Yeah. I'm going to make you a design with you. I'm going to find this truck picture. And it's so it's going to say go for 2.0 or something like that. You oh, know dude. Oh, that's sick. Yes, greatness. You better send I'm me in. that picture, man. I will. I will. Accentuate the veins on the arm. That's crazy. oh, you can't see them. I had way too much fat on my body at the time, but they were there. I promise. <laughs> Listen, this is what makes us strong. Okay, it's the extra fluffy layer. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm not even about to anymore. I'm like every pound equals an every pound extra pound of greatness. Maybe that should also be it. <laughs> right, right. It's just a just good way to be a handful. That's all. So. <laughs> That's fine. I'm, I'm used to being a handful. That's, that's what I was, you know, described as a kid. That probably will never change. Like, I'll be like dead in my grave and they'll be like, oh my God, have you seen her well? Oh my God. Have you seen plans for funeral? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you sell things. So Muscle Pirate, if y'all don't know, makes these epically neon, fantastic, fantabulous um, sandbags. Um, Please don't throw them at people when you're angry because they will not accept <laughs> liabilities. They're very effective in training. And I think they go up to 350 pounds. So they have the like a low size thing is 50, right? The lowest 50, 25, sure it's 50. Smallest is 50, they go up to 400. Yes, see, I was close, I was close. Anyway, so yeah, so for intro, new strong folks and then the, the really strong folks that eat their beef <laughs> and their cake. <laughs> their beef cake. You can also find that on our store. <laughs> what else do you sell? I know you, uh, okay, talk to me about the golf. What's the name of the golf company? Uh, Josh actually owns tourswingspeed.com and stronggolfers.com. And he coaches speed and power. He's an expert in that. So that's what he does. Um, on Muscle Pirate, we've got obviously our shirts. We've got our sandbags. We have throw bags and everything's handmade. Free workout. We do have a, some of our pre-workout left. We're not going to make more though. So um, if you oh. want some, you better get some. But Mutiny, we have Raid All Day, which is our BCAA electrolyte mix. That's what this is actually. Um, and yeah, we're going to, we've also got the Sponsorship Secrets program on there, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, I guess. And uh, yeah. yeah, we make all of our sandbags by hand, uh, the whole bit, like from start to finish, nothing is done in a, uh, in a factory or anything. It's just no us. Problem. So no, no human trafficking or slavery. And that's not none of that. We'll not allow it. Yeah. Nope. It's, it's all made by us. So anytime you order something from us, it goes through our hands every time. And that's how it should be. You know what I mean? You should try to use eco products and not abuse people and have ethical business practice when it comes to selling products. So that is what you have. So, yep. yeah. So today, what we want to get into is like, as Ashley mentioned, is the sponsorship aspects. 
But we want to talk about like a lot of the mindsets that go, how to have a healthy mindset and a lot of different things in strong sports. Um, and just like mental, the mental game and the challenges that you face, um, especially nowadays with gyms opening and closing, kind of like fear and uncertainty of what's going to happen next, right? When it comes to competitions and such. So uh, now, Ash, I know you want to talk to us about what being strong means, what it means to you, what do you think it's, it needs to mean nowadays with like, you know, the ever-changing world. Sure, absolutely. Um, if you look at Muscle Pirate, our motto is actually weak men bend no bars. And it's not just about the bars in the gym. What we're really talking about is mental strength, mental fortitude, because um, everything that you do, you need to be right up here in order to be super successful. You can be the strongest woman in the world, but if you are a dickhead to everybody, if you think you're better than everybody else, if you can't go a day without putting other people down, you're about this tall mentally and that's not powerful. And I don't care what your muscles can do. If your mind can't match that, it, that's useless to me. Um, you're, you're just yeah. a brute and that's not okay. Right. That's not, yeah. you should be a full built human. So we can yeah. bend no bars. That's what it's about. Yeah. You need to be able to bend the bars of fate. You need to be able to look at a situation yeah. and say, okay, this is stacked against me. This is stacked against me, but you know what? I'm going to find a way through this because that's what I do. And I'm going to keep moving forward. And you, you mm. bring people with you on that journey. You bring others to rise up with you anytime that you can. Yeah. And you just, you never, ever, ever adopt the victim mentality ever, not once ever. No. So that's what strength is to me. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like, um, you know, just being, having the mind of a warrior and a champion, right? Like there's a lot of people that you meet. I mean, this is definitely something I struggled with in my twenties is I'm, I'm super smart, but when I was a kid, you know, um, I had the heart of a line, but I grew up in a church, right? So I was raised to think renewing your mind, but I always really struggle with that. And, um, you know, imposter syndrome, which I know that you, you know, recently been talking about on a lot of your posts, which is great timing for today. So, yep. you know, failure happens, right? And, you know, you have to know when to let go and you have to know when to move forward and how to move forward and not be so like... <laughs> I wish there was a GIF for it, but it's like, just so whiny, right? Like, just so fall, just start crying, like on your hands and knees, like, oh, why me, you know? Because is me. Is like, good things happen to bad people and, 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 and bad things happen to good people and then woe is life, you know? So you have to be able to understand that you can work your ass off and do all the right things and sometimes shit fails, but did you, was it, was it really that or was it your mind? And sometimes you've done everything right and things fail and that's, having a healthy mindset is not being like, okay, well, I guess I'm a fuck up. I guess I'm an imposter. I guess, you know, I guess it's all shit. Nothing ever happens for me. Right. I guess I can't break, catch a break. It's not going down those like negative mental rabbit holes. So how do you like, what are your, some of your thoughts? Um, like, cause I, like I said, you talk about on your posts and in your, your book, how do you deal with like losing or failure? You know, what are tips that you have for people and talk to us about, your, your mindset on, on that subject? Ooh, that's, I'm glad you asked that. That's a really good question. That's, that's a really important topic. And honestly, I, I've failed so many times. Like I have started countless businesses that, that just didn't work. You know, like I didn't have the business acumen to make it work the way I wanted. Didn't have the resources, wrong time, wrong place, whatever. Um, yeah. But I've failed, you know, you fail lifts, right? Like yeah. we've all been there. And failure is a, Failure is an opportunity to learn and improve. Um, the only, I believe that the only time you actually fail is if you just, you just give up. If you just give up, you say, you know what? 
I can't do this. I'm done. I give up. I'm not worth it. This isn't worth it. Blah, blah, blah. That's failure. Giving up on yourself. That's failure. But when you are faced with that situation where your back's against the wall, things are not working out, you pivot you got to find a different route. And, you know, that's, that's something else we talk about with muscle pirate is learning to adjust your sales because the course yep. that you plotted originally isn't always going to work. There's going to be hurricanes. There's going to be storms. There's going to be shit yep. in the way. Yeah. Just those sales and, and find another way to your destination without changing your goals all, all across oh, the world. Girl, I just thought of something as you're talking, girl, you're touching my heart like a heat wave. Okay. Listen, I was just thinking, Oh, do you still have a boat? Do you still have a boat? Then you're a pirate bitch, okay? And this is what people forget all the time is a person with disability always say, well, you know, I have my legs, right? I may be in chronic pain all the time, but I have my legs. I can still move. I can still walk. And and uh, it's like, you still have a motherfucking boat. You're still alive today. You're still alive today. When I had my kids, I had, I was in extreme debt. I had horrible credit. I didn't have a nickel or dime to my name. And I certainly didn't have the best health and I transformed my life. And it's because I'm still fucking alive. And despite how you may have, you may be at that bottom of the triangle, triangle may be upside down and it's a fucking mountain on your head. But you can still, you know, dig through that mountain. One little piece, how, how are minds built? How are all these incredible architectural built? It's just time, you know, you just got to chisel away <laughs> and nothing, nothing is um, a waste of time. Unless you you're def- you accept defeat and you just lie on the ground and just roll the fuck around, like I don't accept that with any of my friends or family anymore. I'm like, dude, stop being a victim. It's like not attractive. And if you're gonna talk about victimness, I'm gonna hang up on you. Like, yeah, I love you, but I'm not throwing you a pity party because that's not gonna help you. But I will co- I will motivate you and like give you positive vibes. But you've got to make the decision to stand up and keep sailing through the storm. I mean, that storm may fuck you up. You may be tossed and turned in that boat, right? And it may tip and you may almost fall out, but you won't if you hold on. A storm dies. Eventually there is calm. Eventually there's yep. peace and there's a rainbow. You may hold in your fucking sails. That may slow you down for a while until you get to port and fix your sails, but you can still move because you still have a boat. Right? You still point. have a boat. You're absolutely right. And people forget, you know, I mean, and it's okay. It's okay to have a day or a moment where you go, dead, come it, this why nothing is working. I'm doing everything I can. I don't know what else yeah. to do. It's okay to feel like that and to express it, but you cannot stay there. That's not your destination. It's just a stop along the way. And you have to be able to recognize, okay, look, I've bitched for long enough. I need yeah. to pull myself up and keep moving forward. Now I need to find yes. a way through this because staying yeah. here and complaining, isn't going to help me or anybody else. Mm-hmm. 100%. And the thing is, is like, I always say to people, if you are alive, it's not by mistake. And you need to respect the fact that you're alive. There's so many people who have lost their lives and lost everything and literally cannot do something. You have a boat, use your boat. And that's the thing is when you, I always, like I said, my faith has always had a huge impact on me in certain ways of mental training of like, it's like all those things will be added to you. So a lot of people want to have a whole fleet of goddamn boats. Well, if you can't manage one boat, what makes you think you can manage 10 boats? So when you can get through those storms, keep driving a little boat, then you can recruit more people and get a bigger boat. And that's how it goes. So all those things will be added too. But you have to learn how to ride the storms of life. And if you don't, they will keep fucking you up. Yeah, maybe you'll get, get tired. And you'll give up and say, okay, I'm going back to port. And I'm not going back out on the sea. I'm too tired. It's too hard. I'm not going to do it anymore. 
but that's when you have to figure out how to keep yourself at peace and fueled, um, you know, being on that boat and just looking forward and the calm through the storm. Everything's yelling at you in your ears, your boss, like you were talking about that early on this phone call before we, you know, went live here um, about how, you know, and somebody kicking you while you're down, right? You know, the husband's yep. lost his job and everyone's like yelling at him, kids, I'm hungry, plays me dad. And he's stressed and he's like, well, I gotta go find another job. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, you have to knock it so it's, I believe, you know, a big part of failing is getting so attached and, and romanticizing things too much, right? Like, oh, I, I had to win this one comp, this particular competition or, you know, just getting kind of obsessive over things instead of just being like, it's just a thing, right? Yeah. Like this is me now. This wasn't me 10 years ago. Probably won't be the same person two years from now. Right. So it's just letting your identity flow and grow and not getting so attached with a particular place or people just that's the only way you grow. Right. You have to. Yep. Yep. That's every time you, you, you experience a setback, it's, it's a setup for a comeback. Does that make sense? It -hmm. is your chance to learn and to come back better, to come back stronger, to come back with a better mentality and perspective. And it's like, look, man, we all screw up. You might have been in that situation because you screwed it up, but that means you can learn from it and you can make sure you don't make those mistakes again. So it's okay. You know, you, but you got to steer your ship. You are the captain. You're not a crew member. You're not a stowaway on your ship. It is your freaking ship. And it's up to you to be steering. Yeah. You got to steer it now. I'd be dancing. And my feet were like tick 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 tick, and there'd be like a piano, and then the and the, the like fucking choir would be like glory, glory. Fires me up though. I mean, this is this is you know that, that's it's the most important lesson. Did you learn? Not thinking that you just said a huge key point is you're not a you're not the crew, you're not you're the not crew. the crew. Who the hell told you you are? You don't need permission. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you can be the boss, even if you got $5 in your wallet. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Boss boss mentality is, 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 is a mental choice. Yes. It's a mental choice. And then actions follow and then success follows after the actions. So it's, it's like, if you're waiting to get to a certain level to act like a boss or someone to say, what the fuck is that? I don't need permission. Mm-hmm. You don't need no permission. The thing is a lot of people want a success in life because they, they, they treat themselves like a stew. They don't treat themselves with respect or push themselves in terms of counter accountability and responsibility right yep yep you're absolutely right it's you can't my dad used to tell me when i was a kid it's better to ask for forgiveness than for permission yes. don't wait around for people to give you the go-ahead to be who you're going to be and do what you know is right or do what you want to do you got to do it and if you end up screwing something up apologize but don't wait around for somebody to give you permission to live your life. You've got to start it now because you don't have a tomorrow until you get there. You've got right now and tomorrow will not exist. And if, and everything from here on out is dictated by what you do now. So make that count, make that important. I feel like whenever I see your logo, I think of muscle pirate. I just think of like, just going and getting those gains, right? Like stealing those gains. Cause I feel like, people always feel like they're not worthy and um, that they have, that they're stealing. So go, go be a pirate, go be a straight gangster. Do you be a little weirdo, get your freak on, get what you need to get because everyone's life is unique. So yeah, we're all a bunch of like, you know, misfit, unique little pirates, technically, you know, because you have to go, you have to go take what's yours. You have to go take your kingdom. 
You and have to. Countries, there's always been war since the dawn of time. It's human nature. You've got to go make your kingdom. You've got to go get it. you got to fight for it. Now, I'm not all about pillaging people and stealing from the poor. I'm saying do it, you know, with ethics. But, you know, go get them gays. Go grab what's yours. Go take what's yours. If you're not, then, you know, like I said, as long as you're living integrously, then there's no, that's, that's, we're supposed to, we're designed to have success. Humans decrepitate mentally, physically, when we don't push for higher success. And most people are miserable because they're living mediocre average lives. And that's not what they were designed to do. And I don't yep. care where you're from. Like a lot of people don't know my story. And one day, every little bit, when I publish my autobio, people will like probably poop their pants. Cause we're like, how is that this? It's like, because you, I believe in my heart of heart that I deserve more and everyone deserves more. And you have to believe in your heart of heart. Absolutely. You're totally right. And you know, that that's starting, starting to get into that imposter syndrome, right? I actually mm-hmm. just posted about that today on um, the Instagram for the sponsorship secrets is at Ashley Juge, J-U-G-E. That's my name. And it's, I just posted about it today and it was, everybody experiences imposter syndrome. If you don't, you're fucking lying. I promise. Everybody experiences it at one time or another. Sometimes, often, sometimes multiple times throughout the day, but you have to look at it and go, no, you know what? I did that. I earned that. I have this experience. I have this education. I've proven it. Those trophies on that wall, those are mine. I did that. And you have to own your success. And we're, we are so conditioned to go, oh, it's okay. If I can do it, you can do it. Because that is the school system and the conditioning that we got taught in school to be warehouse workers, to be nine to five people who kiss their ass to their boss. And then hopefully one day we would get our little magical house and dreams come true and our white fence and our family. It's all bullshit. Yeah, it doesn't work that way anymore. No, but even back then, really, you know, those guys weren't really happy and and they were being like abused in a lot of ways, right? So it's like, if you study like human resources and how that's, you know, human rights now, it's all developed, but it's like, that's a slavery mindset. That's a slave mindset. You're not a slave. You're not a slave. You shouldn't apologize for your success. You should never apologize for your achievements. That yeah. doesn't mean you need to go like be boastful and arrogant and, and yeah. obnoxious about it, but don't, don't throw it under the rug when you win, man. I mean, get out yeah. there and say, oh, look what I did, you know, and, and own that and use it to do more. It doesn't make you see this. So I'll go back. I keep going back to faith thing because I, I talk a lot about other episodes. So I'm not gonna talk about today, but about how you like, you know, the, for men and women, but how you're taught about how you're a better person if you're poor, you're a better person if you're always humble and you don't take what's yours. You can still be humble and a good person and have integrity and get what's yours. There's enough in the world for everyone. Greed is a different thing. It's like when you, you, you're unnecessarily taking things and you're hurting people, that's a different subject. But everybody, yeah. like I said, um, can have what they need, eat their cake and eat too. Everyone can have what they need. There's this, it's, it's, it's a, it's a lie to keep people afraid and not moving and not growing and not doing things, you know? So on that subject, um, like you said, imposter sy- sy- syndrome. So like, <laughs> I, 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 that's what I understand. I got a starter, man. Like I'm just saying, and it's so funny because when it does it, I'm like, I'm a rapper. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I'm a rapper. I'm a rapper. You don't know. <laughs> my album is going out next year. My ETH. 
stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> How to make lots of ridiculous, stupid music into TikTok challenges, and you guys can all dance to it. It's like I'm that in. dancing time. It'll be like, <laughs> it's like, shake off the good. I'm like, shake that ass. Now squat yourself. Shake that ass. Show me what you're working with. So, anyway, <laughs> I like that. So, how do people who are struggling with imposter syndrome and are feeling like a little demotivated, perhaps a victim of, you know, competition shutdowns, gym shutdowns, and they're really struggling? And they could be like new athletes or very experienced athletes or pros who are just like, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. And I also do not know how to manage this in my home life. And they just kind of feel like the weight of the world on their shoulders. And uh, how, yeah, how do they get past, you know, dealing with the loss, the failure, lack of motivation, <laughs> the, and then feeling kind of victim-y? You, I think it's important to keep in mind that we're strongman competitors, right? We're strongman athletes. Um, I don't compete personally anymore. And that was something that I struggled with. But I had to realize, like, that's part of who I am. It Competing allowed me to become more of who I was supposed to be. It brought mm -hmm. me to a new level that I can then continue forward, you know, that I'll be able to progress from here because I'd hit a wall before. And competing gave me the opportunity to be big, bigger and better than I was before. And because of that, I'm able to offer more to the world now. So being a strongman competitor is not who and what you are, it's part of that. And mm -hmm. if you can find that balance in your own mind and be like, you know what? Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I like to do that. I love to do that. But that's not my entire identity. You're going to be mm -hmm. able to find these other things that make you unique and that allow you to offer more to the world that is potentially even more fulfilling and gives you the yeah. opportunity to be even bigger and more impactful. 100%. You know, and that's what I say to people with this sport is like, you can compete for years and walk away and come back. You know, you can take breaks. You don't have to be the next strongest person in the world or in the, like, I'm not saying shoot low. I'm just, I'm, I'm literally not talking about any of that. I'm just saying that like, it's a flow and yeah. it's okay to flow and that there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and like, you can still get there if you want to at any point. And I think like, once again, uh, I can't remember who said, it, but it's, it's like literally like, you know, if you write it down as a higher chance of being successful, right? Like Harvard has proven that with research. So it's like what you think you will become, right? So it's like, yep. if you think you can do it later on, then you can. Yep, absolutely. Like, it literally most of the time boils down to just, you know, belief in thyself. So, um, on that subject of thinking and your words and actions, I wanted to see what you were, uh, I know you'd like to say you post about this often. So I want to hear more about how you feel about the subject of the power of our words and our thoughts and, you know, speaking things into existence and living it out instead of just kind of relying on a degree or taking all these in courses because people fall into that trap too. Now there's so much like online education and people feel they have to be an expert in something before they do it. Right. So, yeah. There's, that's, that's a really big, that's a really big deal. Um, your words have power. Your words have immense power. The words that you just play in your head and you, you don't let them come out of your mouth, but they're up here all day long. Your body hears that, whatever it is. So you better make damn sure that it's, it's good stuff, right? It's positive. It builds you up. It gets you ready to, to perform or take yourself to the next level. Um, I am a huge believer in the power of words and I have a notebook actually that I just 
I keep everything in here. There's all kinds of crap in there, but it's all like, hey, this is what I want to do. These are my goals. This is how I'm going to do it. And, yep. you know, I know that right now it's really popular, um, probably because everybody's so financially strapped, right, across the board. But it's really popular to talk about manifestation, right? Oh, if you you have to speak it into existence and manifest it. And, you know, you and it's like, girl wig. you just need a blonde wig and then you're set. <laughs> and it's some Starbucks. I might be from Texas, but I can do a, a darn good goofy girl impersonation. Um, but yeah, it's there, there's a difference between saying, oh, come on, universe, I'm ready. And saying, look, this is what I'm freaking going to do. This is what I'm into. This is what I'm ready for. And, and actually doing it. Your words that you speak give you the fuel to carry out action. And action is everything. Nothing means anything without action. You can talk all you want, but if you don't lift a finger to help yourself, it didn't mean shit. So you need to put action behind those words. And you need to make sure that the words that you're speaking to yourself, to the world around you, to others, to your friends, your family, your, your spouse, your partner, whatever, are they're positive and they're, they're building words, they're constructive words, and they're charged words, you know, to charge you in the direction you want to go. Because the second you start talking about, woe is me. And I hate this. And well, I would never do that. And blah, blah, blah. like you start thinking about that. That's why mm-hmm. you see a relationship deteriorate as soon as somebody starts referring to like, let's say you started referring to um, your husband as the old man, the old man, well, the old man or, the you know, just yeah, yeah. stuff that's not like husband, lover, best friend, support, yes. you know, you start thinking Nobody of him like that. that it's like, it's not respectful language, you know, and um, it's not. You have to like, this is why I think a lot of marriages fail and relationships fail 100%. And anything is like, you stop believing it. You stop expressing your excitement and your interest. And the thing is, is like, if you don't say it, it's not going to happen. Right. So like texting is one thing, but I always say people's like, how would you have had a relationship a hundred years ago when they didn't have text messages and they didn't have like plastic surgery and you don't have any of these superficial things that you have now a TV to distract you guys while you sat in the same room and you just had to be alone naked in the forest. And humans are spiritual beings. And I always say we live in a flesh carnal body and it's human. It's going to be lazy, right? So you have to, your spiritual being, which is controlled by your mind, has to kind of push through the bullshit to fully awaken, right? To like kind of fly above um, your low vibrational frequencies. And you know, affirmations to me are the most important step in the first step, but it's part one. Part two is actually doing it. And how you do that is starting to change the habits and, 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 and behavior patterns between you and the people you're closely interacting with. And maybe that means, like I said, cutting them off and total disconnection, yep. like total disconnection, because um, if you're like, oh, you're talking about people joining a cult. <laughs> no, calm down. I am saying that you have to rebirth like a phoenix. And I talked about this in one of my posts on Instagram not so long, I think it was early this week, but becoming an eagle. You have to know when to shed, you have to know when to perch, know when to fly. And you have to know when to go in for that prey. And it's just being uh, like, you know, at peace within yourself. And when you have that rage, do it into something productive, right? When you're upset, you perch, you 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 observe, you kind of rethink, reevaluate. But <laughs> you have to catch yourself in those moments when you're getting distracted and started going down to negative thinking. I call it like manic, manic moments. You know, when you're like, 
oh, somebody says something mean to me, uh, uh, must press things on Instagram to feel better. You know, so you have to, like, it's, 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 it's carnal, you know, hormonal body. Right. And so yep. you have to be able to rise above that and be like, whoa, put the chuck bar down. Whoa. I'm not going to sit on my phone. I'm going to finish my workout. You know what I mean? So yeah, you have to, you have to be able to jumpstart right? You have, it's like, yes. it's like, uh, you, you know, your car went dead and you had to attach like, you know, the battery charger to it. You have to be like, yeah, and then go again, because uh, otherwise it's not going to happen. You're going to lose interest and motivation. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be even something that you love. If you don't care for it, like you would a plant or a pet or a human baby human, it will die. Yep. And it's tragic. You actually, you actually hit on something right there that I, I really would like to hit on for just a second. And Ladies, this is specifically talking to the to the women that are watching. Okay, ladies, listen up, y'all. I'm I, I can't get any louder. It'll scare my cats. Okay, so <laughs> one, one thing that that women always seem to ask me is, oh, how how do you stay motivated to work out? Like, you know, like I just I've been really stressed and I just don't feel like it, and I'm just like not emotionally there. And my answer is, you got to get the fuck over that, man. Do not let your emotions rule your priority list. Yeah. You cannot live your life like that. Um, I will say that when the world shut down in early 2020, we still owned our golf club company and that's how we made a living. We didn't, we weren't doing anything with muscle pirate. It wasn't, oh, yeah. it was just an idea. Right. Mm -hmm. And the world shut down and all of a sudden we were not allowed to do what we did to make a living. How are we going to pay our bills? And believe yeah. me, I was pissed because we built that company from the ground up. Oh, we were making molds of golf clubs in plaster tubs in our bathtub, okay, um, in the very beginning. And so we built this. And now yeah. everyone else, the government, whatever, has said, hey, you're not allowed to do that. Sorry, tough shit, you know. I was pissed. Yeah. So what did I do? I adopted a workout program from Josh that was basically AMRAP, as many, rap, as many reps as possible, every day yeah. as heavy as I could go. I would go into our warehouse where we have our own power rack. And man, you're talking about 108 degrees outside. There's no AC. It's a metal warehouse. Yeah. Oh, shit. I would get under that squat rack. And <laughs> if it was squat day, burn. dude, I mean, I just, I went balls to the freaking wall because that's what I had to do to break past that, that uh, emotional, you know, the anger. And I didn't feel like working out. And I, you know, I was frustrated. And I was stressed out. Like, but those workouts, pushing myself to ignore my emotions made me into a totally new animal, even from, from like my initial experience in strongman. And it made me so much stronger and so much more powerful because I can go to the gym on any given day right now and say, you know what, whatever happened outside those doors, it, it does not exist here. This is my time. This is my time to be selfish, my time to be an animal, my time to work on what I want to work on. And that's what I do. And if I still feel the same way, when I leave the yeah. gym, that's on me, but you cannot allow your emotions to rule your priority list. So stop looking for a way to get past emotional motivation or emotional, you know, whatever. But, but that's what I'm to say, like, even as a mom, man, like, I can tell you that I, and I don't care, they're all lying. I'm sorry, you all are lying. If you're trying to, to guard you from right now, you're all fucking lying. I know it. My <laughs> point is, is like, when, as women, when we're moms, all of us most days feel like we're not doing enough and we feel like a bag of shit. We're like, okay, you know, we, uh, we didn't cook a, a fancy enough, delicious, nutritious meal enough. Um, house isn't clean enough. 
we weren't sexy enough for our husbands. We weren't this, 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 this. The thing is, is like, it's a choice to keep working out and going like, um, I, I'm a heavy person, right? So me doing all these super fit skinny white girl things in a skinny white girl neighborhood as a big fucking panda strong woman um, is weird for people. You know, I live around a lot of like really conservative like Jews and Muslims and I'm like running like, you know, with booty shorts and with my stroller, like sweating <laughs> all over the place, all red ass face with my red hair my asthma, you know, and I'm just like, you know, done. So it's like, you know, I, you can't wait to feel cool. And then I do it. And then I feel fitter by the time I'm done when I get home. Right. And then I yep. feel sexier for my husband. When I worked out, um, even if I have a lost weight or I'm not more toned, um, when my, when I've made a good attempt to make a healthy meal, my kids are satisfied and they ate and they're, you know, they're fed, they're not sick and they go to sleep that night in their belly, then I feel better. So it's like, you just have to get through the day. You have to get it done. You have to just keep going. And like you said, those emotions are fleeting. And if you keep your eye on the prize, they'll dissipate. And then you'll be able to think with a clear head and be like, you know, it's not, you know, I could not control that panic button. I swear to God, it was like a manic uh, panic button in my twenties. And now that I have kids, I had to really learn that emotional um, intelligence of being able to calm myself the fuck down. And I can't underestimate the power of calming yourself the fuck down and putting it in subproductive. You know how many amazing things I've come up with in the shower or in the gym for the show and just for everything with the store? Like just now, I was like, when you were talking, I was like, let's, I want to make a design that says, um, go answer the call, go balls to the wall. I love that. <laughs> I was like, yes. That's what I'm we're going to have like an Ashley and Stephanie line for the, we for are, the merchandise. I was going to say, like with your pink ass muscle pirate logo on the back and then this design <laughs> in the front. Limited edition, folks. We're going to have some chitty chats after this. You'll see it. It'll there. Um, greatness but you know like that's what I'm trying to say is like um when I was uh younger I'm like um I'm neurodivergent and I don't talk about that very much in the show because a lot of people think that's victimy or excusey but the thing is I don't have shame or pity about anymore and I just work around it so for me stopping everything to sit in a little fucking room and do things I'm not productive like that so I use those things that I know hype my my brain but also calm it down and then I write down my thoughts and then I know there's like he moments of the day where I can really be really productive. And then I just get all that stuff done that I've been meditating on all day and thinking through for hours on end and like little naps where I'm not actually sleeping, but I just kind of go into a meditative state and then I get shit done. And then I'm like hyper productive in a small amount of time. So it's like, instead of just trying to be like this robot, no one's a robot and entrepreneurship is not roboticism. Life is not roboticism. So, cause I'm not in my twenties. I was like, you know, I was a bodybuilder and people, I was surrounded by bodybuilders and it's like, you try to schedule the fuck out of everything. And then I would not go to anything I committed to and I fuck shit up and overcommit, undercommit. And I just got more frustrated and more depressed and didn't accomplish everything. Vision boards just started to stress me out. And then it was like, I'm going to live life, do the healthy basics, the healthy foundations, and then the little sprinkles that are meant to be, I'll put in. And if they don't happen, they weren't meant to be. But then it's like, Instead of just being like, like if life was a big pond, you're just like, bah, bah, bah. like, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> you also don't need a recipe book, right? You need to, you need to get in touch with your senses and your feeling, your subconscious, your spiritual side of yourself. And like, once again, going back to the word flow, like flow through it, you know? Yep. Absolutely. You're totally right. It's not, it's not, you're not a robot and it's okay to not be able to sit at a desk for eight hours a day and work every second completely efficiently you you don't do that that's not that's not human yeah. nature it's okay to to take a few minutes and go you know what i 
I, like earlier today, I was trying to focus on work and I thought, you know what? I need a break. I need like five yeah. minutes. I went to the bathroom. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's just whatever it gets you up and get your mind on something else for just a second. Yes. So another thing like that goes into what we're going to talk about now is like how to identify seasons of your life. And we talked about this earlier how we often get our identities caught up in something that we did or we were known for. And it can keep <clears> us from moving forward into a new, more successful season or phase in life. Um, and like how it's okay to change direction and evolve. We talked about that earlier because it's like, I was, I'm known for being a dancer. I've been a dancer my whole life. And that's a huge part of like, I had to shut down my dance company of 14 years, you know, when this lockdown started and, but it's a blessing because I started this podcast and, you know, um, all these different things that came from it. I've talked about it on the show before, so I want to talk about it. But I want to hear what your thoughts are um, about that. Like how to identify seeds of your life and how to comfortably move into different, not identities, but just, you know, how to reinvent phases, yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. phases. Um, that, that's a really good question too. That, you know, I mentioned just a, a minute ago that, you know, early last year is the world shut down and all of a sudden we didn't have a way to make a living. We had to pivot. And mm -hmm. that was the moment when we realized that, Hey, this season of us owning brew golf is over. So we found yeah. a buyer and we sold the company and we went full throttle in the muscle pirate. That's how muscle pirate was developed. That's why I'm here talking to you today because yeah. something horrible happened and it, it completely, you know, we had to adjust our sales. Yeah. Um, and but you still had a boat. And so you're I, like, we still had a fucking boat. Right. So, <laughs> so we, we, you know, our sales were a little ripped. We got out the paddles and we started rowing and, that's why we're here where we are now. And now that we've come like a, a full year um, and I guess plus some, you know, and it's, it's turning into an opportunity to serve the community in different ways and start showing athletes how to get sponsored and start talking about that kind of thing. So now, now the, the you know, the sales are being adjusted again and you've yep. got, you've got to get comfortable with understanding that where you are right now is not where you're meant to be. There's always yeah. more. And yeah. sometimes you're going to end up in some, some rough spots, but they're temporary, right? Yeah. But you should always be ready to strive for more because if you just stop growing, if you just stopped evolving, you might as well just not exist. I mean, you're a human being. You should constantly be adding and improving and learning. So, yeah. I don't know if that answered your question, but that's it. <laughs> it was amazing. I'm quiet because I'm in awe of your greatness. Like whenever uh, I start talking, people are like, are you listening to me? <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> then I'm like, yes, I've gone into a deep meditative state. I have no processing. words. It's processing. <laughs> um, I, it's like I had some mushrooms, but I'm just like deep in, ah, uh, yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, so uh, what was I going to say? So, um, but this is important because, you know, I really want to focus on sponsorship and entrepreneurship because as an athlete seeking sponsors, you're, you're, that's an entrepreneurial thing, right? So we're both entrepreneurs. I've been an entrepreneur since like dude, since I was 10, I was like selling my artwork in the library when I was in elementary school. So I've been a fucking entrepreneur my entire life. And I have tried not to be an entrepreneur and work for the man and it never works out. I am an entrepreneur and what I've had to learn. And you talked about this earlier is how to not burn out. Like I said, when you've got to pivot, change things. So how to not talk to us some tips and things that you like to teach about how to avoid burnout in training and business, etc. Woo. 
burnout. Oh man, that's, that's a rough one, right? Like everybody, we hit that and we hit it at all different times in different areas of our lives where you might be kicking ass in the gym and in training, you're excited about that. Maybe you're burned out in business or vice versa, or your, your relationship is maybe burning out a little bit, but business is going well. You know, you, you've got to learn to, you got to learn to set boundaries. And what I mean by that is there are certain times of the day, say, let's just take entrepreneurship, for example, right? As business owners or anybody out there, that's a business owner. You need to set a time during the day when you put the phone down face down on silent, you turn yep. on your little blue light filter. Yes. And you you have to do that, especially if you have a family or a partner, because yep. if all you ever talk about is business, you're boring. Okay. And you're not <laughs> giving them what they need and you can't possibly get what you need either because you're not engaging in a relationship with them. Oh at that my gosh. Am I right? I'm right. Yes. Like if all you can talk about is lifting, you're boring. I'm sorry. I know that's part of of what we all do, but that there's more to you than that. You got to draw those boundaries. You have to find time to do things that expand the other aspects of who you Especially are. If you want it, like, I don't want to say anything more in this one sentence because we're going to get into it, but quick little add on is if you're trying to get sponsorships, like I interview people on my show that are unique, that are different, that have a story to tell. And you know, if all your videos are just lifting, I'm probably not going to interview you because I, what else do you do? What else is cool about you? I love when people say random <laughs> shit on the show that I didn't know about them that they think is weird or not relevant. I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. I like horses too, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, like life, you know, it's like the guy who tells the same stories from when he was, um, you know, in high school football right like you you have to keep it fresh you have to keep it exciting and like humans were never meant to be stagnant or just to rely on old stories like you need to always be living your life not wait until retirement you need to live in life to the full and if you're not doing weird crazy new shit like my uncle loves my calls because he's like you're so crazy i don't even need you're you're like a tv show yourself you just fucking call me and tell me all the weird shit you're doing and he's like <laughs> i would live vicariously through you and I'm like, exactly. I'm like, I fuck up for everyone. It's all good. Um, <laughs> you know, I take on games all the time. But yes, just adding to what you're saying, though. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. You, you, <laughs> you, you are a, a human being. You're interesting. Show it. Let that out. Let those parts of you grow alongside the parts as an entrepreneur. That's a mom. That's a wife. That's a, a, a strong woman, uh, a whatever, you know, there, there's so much more to you. You're not any one thing and you need to yes. be okay with that. Yes. Don't be one thing. If you're one thing, you're denying certain desires. And once again, you're full of shit. I know, yes. I know you want something. I know you thinking something. I was yep. laughing because you went really close to the screen and you said boring. It made a squishy sound. And that just reminded me of all the times my kids and my boys throw their ass in my face or their belly. And they're like, hi, mom. And they just throw their fat on me, their bellies. And then I just blow on it. But it really, it was the same squishy sound. You were like, the, you were like, they need to make a cartoon show version of you. Because um, <laughs> you're so animated in the face and you're cute. And you have like this soft little squeaky voice. So we were boring. I just thought of this tomboy kid cartoon. And oh my God. Anyway. <laughs> I'm taking you seriously. I no, I love it. Like I'm, I'm super honored. <laughs> like she's so cute and squishy. Um, so, what is like being a female entrepreneur? Like, you know, sometimes we talk about a post, but sometimes we're afraid to risk to express the difficulties where people are going to judge us. Like, you know, it's 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 all it's 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 a definitely a mental stress. Like, as a a femmepreneur with a mompreneur, 
at home, raising my kids, managing the house, running my business. Um, like, I don't want to throw my kids in daycare. My son is in school. My baby's home with me where he should be. But, you know, it is, it is very, very different. And modern, modern female entrepreneurship is, is incredible. We have the world at our fingertips. And I think every woman should pursue entrepreneurship. Get your own money, get them gains, get them stocks, get them investments, that savings account, get yourself a house, get your diddly do, your, your um, car too with the, the blink, blinking, um, like the, the Hummer with the lights and the sparkles and everything else and spinning rims. Okay. Get yours, get yours, girl. Um, get yours. Um, but anyways, like, what are you like thoughts about, you know, entrepreneurship? You, we and I were talking about um, a few weeks ago about the great resignation and how we're seeing a huge boom <laughs> in, um, like people having online stores and online businesses. And that's why every store's shippings are delayed. I don't care who it is because we're all using the same shipping companies. Um, but there's like this big focus on that. I personally think everybody was created to be an entrepreneur and a small percentage of people that aren't, um, aren't you know, meant to work for someone else. And that's great because there's no dishonor that I think, you know, being an, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have team or didn't have people help me in my business, right? So it's like, um, both are good, but I think if you have a desire for entrepreneurship, it is hard. You have to have some business acumen, but you can do it. And I think that that's something I want to teach my kids. I teach them about hunting, about strongman, about all this stuff, you know, making customized equipment for my toddler because I can't get someone to make here tried. Um, so my point is, is like entrepreneurship is for everyone and women can do it. And I don't think women know how easy it is or how much resources there are nowadays. Like women still get kind of abused and manipulated when it comes to like MLMs. I got suckered into that stuff in my 20s. They tried to sucker that stuff into me um, in my 30s. Like all my mom friends, a lot of my mom friends did that. And I was like, no, that's not like business. <laughs> and I know how that feels because I did all that stuff. I lost money and I put a lot of effort into it. But, you know, we're going to see a huge pivot of people going into um, their own businesses more and more and more. Um, mm -hmm. People are not, but uh, because of what's going on in the world today. But what's your thoughts on, you know, what it's like to be a female entrepreneur and tips for women who want to do that. And, um, you know, even just as being an athlete, like a professional athlete and, you know, maybe run their own side business at home on top of that, kind of like what we do, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, being a female entrepreneur is like, I can't deny that I'm a female entrepreneur. I'm a female. I own a business. I run a business. I create new businesses. That's an entrepreneur, right? So, um, I don't think it's hard to be a female entrepreneur. I think it's hard to be an entrepreneur, period. Yeah. I think that the amount of balls that it takes to actually put your ideas out there, put your money where your mouth is and oh, yeah. convince other people to join in with you and to, and to be the crew on your boat and to, you know, to join in with your idea and your, your lifestyle, your philosophy that takes cojones man I mean that takes yeah. a special kind of not all here you know what I mean like you have to be a little crazy <laughs> you do um, because if you think about it logically it's fucking absurd like you know my husband you know I had no certainty if he's going to keep his job I had just had a c-section could barely get off my bed I'm not joking you I had to roll off that shit and like you know I could have put that money on because I was like well if there's a lockdown then I'm gonna make this summer count and every single last memory I can possibly do with my kids in case we never ever get to do those things ever again and if those businesses are closed and we never get to go to water slide right whatever I was like we're gonna live life but then to be at the same time in the middle of the winter I could barely push a stroller I'm like you know what I'm gonna start training for a strongman competition I'm also gonna start a podcast hey three months later you know what's fucking crazy 
should have some apparel to go with that. Like it was more detailed than that. But yeah, you have to not fully think things <laughs> to their extent, right? Because because the risk, right? You know, it's 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 you can't. That's the problem. Sometimes people think too much. They do. They think too much because they're they're used to being employees. I'm like, stop thinking. Don't worry. Just it'll come. Mm-hmm. Start moving. Start doing. I, I think that you you need to think it through as much as you can, but you there's no way to account for everything that could happen. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, exactly. You. Yeah, Thank and you, you can't be that risk averse, right? Like you yeah. got to be okay with risk. Yes, um, that's what I was trying to say. Yes, uh, and you're you're absolutely right. I mean, there's a hundred percent right. You have to be okay with taking on risk if you want to be an entrepreneur, and that's why that's why. When it comes to MLMs, everybody has done them, right? Like I, when I was a freshman in college, yeah. I did pure romance. I sold sex What's toys. Pure romance. I did. I totally did. Pure romance. Pure romance is you like 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 the 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 Tupperware um, companies or or makeup companies, whatever that sell like all this different Tupperware, all these different clothes. Pure romance oh, sells sex toys. Sexy toys. It's they sell sex toys. So that's what I did. I was like, I'm in a college town. That's what these chicks want. I'm going to, I'm going to provide that. And, and I did, and I did okay. But MLMs are not entrepreneurship. And I know that's going to really toast some buns. I know. I didn't want to say it because I know it's going to be knife to the, the heart. Yeah, I know. I know. But it's not, it's not like, I'm not attacking anybody personally. I'm not, I'm not trying yes. to make anybody feel bad, but when you're in an MLM, there is no risk to you. What you lose a couple hundred bucks that maybe you can't sell the stuff that you order now, like that's not risk. An entrepreneurship is somebody who creates these concepts and builds concepts yeah. and brands and names and lifestyles and you and posters it's, it's, and ads and all the other shit, the coding, the this, the that, the designing. I'm like it's it's constant innovation, right? And with MLM, you don't have that. Like they, they give you the products, they tell you what to say and they show you how to do it, all that. Like, and that's great. There's nothing wrong with doing that. If that's what you want to yeah. do and, and you're not screwing anybody over, fantastic. Exactly. Um, but if you want to be an entrepreneur, you, you don't have that net of these products are already made yeah. for me. And you have to find a, you have to find a, a foundry to create this yeah. thing that you have this idea of, you need them to bring it to life and then ship it to you so you can make sure it's right. And so it's, it's insane. It's insane. It but I was going to say is like, not to take away from what but it's like people like life, the greatest risk equals the greatest reward. We've all heard that. I know it's cliche, every motivational, but it's true though. It's like, yeah, you may go in for the girl that you'd absolutely love the gorgeous babe in the room. There is a chance she might reject you, but, um, like I, I'm going to sound like a dick, but you can tell when couples are married because they just settled. Like, they're like, you know what? I'm not going to go for the high hanging fruit. And it's like, you can see it and it's not functional. It's not healthy. And their marriages are not happy because it's like, they're really not compatible. They're just like the, the bros who sometimes bang. And it's convenient. It's convenient. It's easier to go for a low hanging fruit and not take risks. And it's like, there's a lot of people who don't like, um, complain about reward like they're like well I don't know anything well I'm like well how much risk have you taken on in your life like that's why I expect what I expect it's like if somebody was to say something like do you know how much money and time I had to spend to learn how to do a podcast and how much work that is it's like that's why my broadcasting fees are what they are and it's not my problem that you don't understand it I'm like when I was an entertainer I got paid per per two minutes and I got paid sometimes anywhere from 50 to 150 dollars this was like 
seven, eight years ago um, for two minutes of my time, but you don't understand that two minutes isn't two minutes. So it's like, I don't need to justify my prices. They're, they are what they are. They're, they're fair, they're um, competitive and they're affordable. And I'm not going to justify it to you. Like you gotta know your value, but it's like, that's why when I charge and someone pays, I don't feel bad about it because I know that I know what the hell I'm doing. And then I will like follow through with my commitment. So it's like, they're taking a risk, but so am I, right? Because it's my yep. time. Because people like to say, oh, it's just your time. So what equity is nothing. It's my fucking time that I could have been spending with my kids or building another business or doing something else or just having fun or napping. I like sleep, okay? I'm a parent. <laughs> I don't get a lot of sleep. So if I'm helping you and I could be sleeping, well, you know, I want to make it worthwhile for me and for you. So it's like people like they it, it's it's easier it's easier just to sit in front of the couch and watch tv instead of find two hours to write a book or 20 minutes and making yeah. time with those side pockets of time and and getting shit done so it's like if you want reward you have to take risk like i'm not saying i'm pro capitalism i'm not talking about any of the politics of any of that shit all i'm saying is that people have a certain amount of success in life you know because people think rich people is all had like no some rich people have fucking hustled their way there and they came from really poor backgrounds and they hustled their way there so it's like they took a lot of risk so they have a lot of reward and you know take the risk i'm not saying that's the only way you get rich because obviously there's there's low-hanging fruit in that end too and that's a tough run of the day but if you want to be an entrepreneur who owns an actual business that runs like an actual business then you have to be comfortable taking risks and the thing is like I get a lot of people who message me and want me to create content for them. And that's great. Cause I'm all about creating content, but I'm like, I can create content up the ass for you. But like, if you don't know how to share it and you don't know how to bring that content alive, you have to get on camera. You have to talk about yourself and what matters to you. There was a risk. I could have done this. And people said, I don't want to listen to Stephanie's voice. I don't want to listen to her guests. I don't want to hear what she has to say. And then not fucking tune in and then pfft, money down the drain. Right. That that's, that's fine. I don't know. Maybe. Right. But when you create yep. something of value, then the risk will be rewarded. That's what I'm saying. Smart risk. Like take, but create something of value. Like, I don't know if there's, I meet some people like I have a resume and they like list off the resume of amazing shit. I'm like, then why aren't you taking the risk and leaping? Right. So like, that's why some people get play things. Um, Cause even they're not as qualified or strong, but they made the top and strong man. Cause they just show up. They just yep. show up, show up, they take the risk and, and that's, that's merit, right? To me, merit yep. is, did you put the grind in? If you put yep. the grind in, I'm going to respect you. But if you're not yep. going to put the grind in, I don't, I don't, I want to help you because I'm really not helping you. Like, because at the end of the day, you still have to carry through your life. You have to make it happen. No one can make your life happen, but you, no one can save you, but you. Right there. Yes. You can, you can be more right. And I do want to say, um, yeah, you're going to get to know a little fun fact about me. When I was a little kid, my favorite show um, was Star Trek Next Generation with Captain Picard. And I mean, it, he was my, my homeboy. You know what I mean? I know. I loved him too. Huh? Huh? Uh, sounded so mommish. Huh? I love, I love him too. <laughs> Everybody loves Picard, right? Um, yeah. But there was a quote from that character. And he said, you know, you can do everything right and still lose. That's just life. And yes. that can't happen. I mean, we, we had this golf club company that we sold all over the world. We had people winning with it on almost every continent. They don't play a lot of golf on Antarctica. So 
that as a count. But it was like the number one <laughs> selling driver in Europe. We I sponsored like famous athletes from the US. Um yeah. and you know, and then in the, and all, all of a sudden in a second, I had all these events booked for us, all these appearances and everything. And then one day came around and the world shut down and all of a sudden none of that was there anymore. It couldn't happen, right? Um and that was not fair. But but yeah. you gotta keep going. You have to find that way through it. It's gonna like, happen. Literally, dude, when we moved when we got our house, we moved here. It and, and it's it's a it's really cool for me because we're celebrating our year anniversary in only a few more weeks. And it just it means a lot to me. My birthday is in like a week, and I'm like, yeah, feeling good right now. Like I don't think I've ever been proud of a birthday. Ever every birthday, honest, I don't think I've ever confessed this to, this to anyone ever. Um, I've always never been happy on my birthday because I knew I didn't accomplish all the things I wanted to accomplish with. And I wasn't at peace with the decisions I'd made and where I was in my life and what I was using my gifts for. And you know what? This year, for the first time in my entire life, I actually am. And um, when I took on this house, that meant more money. It was going to cost more money. Uh, when I took on the business, I'm spending money because um, digital costs are still costs. And um, people don't even know, man. Like, it adds up, let me tell you. But my point is, is like, my my husband's um, income, we didn't know what was going to happen. And it was like, well, I'm pregnant. I can't go back to work full time. And I was, I don't do pregnancy well. So I was like a sick, I'm always a sick pregnant person who's like, can't keep any food down. And it's like, Ugh, just, uh, like it just hurt all the time. Um, Cause I was going to make all these like workout videos when I was pregnant, but like both pregnancies, I was just like, just disgustingly pregnant. <laughs> so I was just like all big and huge and living on yogurt, <laughs> trying to keep yogurt down and eat chips. And that's all I did was just like, you know, chips here, eat, repeat, snap. Um, and then after, you know, I had a C-section, I had to recover. So it was like, well, you know, if I'm going to make it happen for my family, I need to step the fuck up. And I need to not sit here in pain and feel sorry for myself. I need to get moving. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I know what you're talking about because it's devastation, right? It's, it's devastation. It's like stolen from you. And it's just gone in the blink of an eye. But it was a blessing. It was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Cause when I think about now where I was before really wasn't that fucking great. And, you know, I'm not making those same decisions with people and I have better boundaries and I want more for myself and I'm expecting more for myself. And if I would have stayed where I was, I'm, I don't, I, it wouldn't have been good. It'd been very bad for my children's mental, physical health, everything. Our whole life is a million times better because I was willing to risk another $1,200 a month or whatever it was. Right. So it's, so Yeah. I mean, even when everything tells you smart finances or logic says, don't fucking do that. You need to do that. I'm proud of you. Just so you know, I'm uh -huh. really proud of you. That's awesome. That's Thank really, you. really fucking cool. I mean, seriously. And that's listen, ladies, guys, all y'all watching. If yeah. you cannot tell your friends that you are proud of them and mean it, you need to do some work on yourself. Because yeah. people need to hear that. And if you want that from other people, you got to be able to dish it out too. So yeah. make sure you tell your friends you love them and that you're proud of them, period. Yes. People need to hear that, not just when we're kids. And like, and it's amazing just as a leader, like the power of saying that to people. I love saying that to people. Like I love commenting people because people never, ever see their own beauty, their own success. We never see it. So it's always so important to constantly encourage each other. So on that topic, we're going to finish off the show. Um, and thank you so much for being here for so far. I know we're going a little bit over time, but just in closing to kind of really quick, go into the quick points, um, because 
obviously you can purchase her ebook online about how to get sponsored and the to do's and the to don'ts. So just quickly here, um, when it comes to sponsorship, you know, what did, how do you get them? What are they actually? Cause a lot of people are really deluded, no offense, but some people have watched too much Instagram famous makeover stories. And so they don't really understand what sponsorship is, how to get them, how to maintain them. Um, you know, how to earn them basically, like what to do beforehand, how to build your story, build your brand as an athlete and horror stories, things that things that have made you go, oh, okay, that's gotta go in the book. Don't do that. <laughs> sure, absolutely. I got a lot of horror stories, but I got a lot of good stories too. Let's go good, bad, good. I love the sandwich method. <laughs> it works I, with I my kids. I will start, I'll start with this. I have sponsored athletes all over the world for almost 10 years now. And I've spent over, I've spent well over several hundred thousand dollars of yeah. my own money to do that. Mm -hmm. So I put my money where my mouth is. I know how sponsorships work. I know yeah. what sponsors want. And I'm an athlete. I get both sides, right? And I know that it's yeah. hard to put the answers out there. Like, how do I get sponsored? How do I even start this? How do I maintain it? And that's what the Sponsorship Secrets program is all about. You don't just learn what they are, how they work, that thing, but I'm going to help you figure out how to brand yourself and how to find potential sponsors that work with your personal brand and that will mesh with you yeah. and create a more synergistic business deal that benefits everybody because that's what a sponsorship is, guys. It's a business deal. It's not about you. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look at me in the eyes when I'm talking to you. I'm sorry, but it's not about you, okay? And as long yeah. as you can be okay with that, you yeah. can flourish like you would not believe because yeah. it's about opportunity. It's about partnership, okay? Mm -hmm. If your sponsor isn't showing you off, they're not talking about you, they're not sharing your content, nothing like that, you need to talk with them about it. But at the same time, you as the athlete, you need to understand that you're now part of their marketing budget, right? They're investing in you because they believe. Oh, you. can you say that again? Can you They're say that again? Part of their that. marketing budget. That's yes. That's what a sponsored athlete is for. There's We're expecting no you to market there. our brand. So yes, there, there's not a company out there that goes, "Oh, I want to sponsor this person because they seem nice." No, that's not how it works. <laughs> They're not going to spend money on you just for fun. They're going to spend money on you hoping that they're going to get a return on that investment. So you've got to keep that in mind. And yeah. sponsorship secret goes into all of that in detail, what sponsorships are, what they're not, um, how they work, how to get them, how to brand yourself. And there's going to be, um, there's an option to work with them personally, uh, you know, on a month to month basis, that's there too, but you got to understand the basics, right? You need to understand how to make yourself somebody that companies want to listen to and want to work with. Um, because you can win, you can win all the trophies in the world, but if you're not marketable, you're not sponsorable. that I would never sponsor. But I mean, that's on them, you know, because they choose to be a dickhead to people instead of lifting other people up and actually talking about the things that they should be talking about. Well, I get people who ask me all the time, like, oh, you should have so-and-so on the show or you should have this. And I'm like, I reach out, I give everyone equal opportunity, equal respect, equal care. But, you know, I, I do, I really love the word respect and it's my favorite word. And I believe that 
a human at any level should be respected. So it doesn't matter where they, they're at in their athlete career or their personal lives. If they're trying to be a decent human, they're trying to improve themselves and I'll respect them. Um, and I accountability, like just do what you say you're going to do. And, and that's the two big things for me with people. Um, I don't try to control people because people are people, you know, um, and I wish nothing for the best. I don't believe in slavery, so I don't attach them to me like a ball and chain, but I do expect them to live, you know, with integrity. And that's, that's something I really look for in athletes personally. Um, and if they're, you know, a decent human, yes. But I mean, at the end of the day, content is content, but my brand personally, and I know yours is too, but I really believe in the soul and the character development of the sport and what this is all about. So I expect them to kind of be that way at the gym when they're training other people, if they're a trainer or when they're working around other athletes. And if it ever came to me, I'm not into gossip, but if I personally saw them being a dick to someone or just, you know, I just didn't feel they were being respectful. Cause once again, that's my first word. Then, you know, that'd be great that you're the most coolest, famous, most fantastical sport, you know, athlete in the world. Um, the same with like competitions like if you want me to sponsor your competition i expect you to run it professionally treat your athletes well if you're not treating them well you're not running professionally you know then i probably won't sponsor it again right and uh, that's because i do really care and respect athletes and i care about the sport and so you know you have to when you bring things to higher standard there you have to demand accountability and so yes. I was going to say that to you is like, there's people complains about like the vibrations, the things that they experience from other people at a low level. Well, you're at a low level. That's what people are like, oh, everyone's addicted to me. And they just think that's life. It's like, once you start climbing levels, you'll realize how ridiculous that behavior was. And you won't be surrounded by anymore. Like when we left where we were, we were renting a house in a rough neighborhood. Um, and cause we were saving for a house. And right, and I had a feeling that house was going to get broken into and we were going to get hurt. And I just had this really as a mom, my mom instincts, I was like, I can't have another baby here. And I found out the family moved in there. Uh, it got, unfortunately, I mean, they left there okay, but they got broken into, you know, when they were sleeping. And so it's like, I'm in a nicer area now and I don't experience all that ridiculous trauma on a daily basis anymore because yeah. I'm, not, and I'm not hating on rougher neighborhoods. I grew up in the hood. You know, my mom was a single mama. I'm just saying that, like I used to always say when I was in the neighborhood, when I'm around higher vibrational people, when I'm around people who think like me, I'll have more success because you can't be standing alone, right? It's kind of like that match theory when you cut it from your family, you break, you know, Trish, um, toxic patterns and you know what I mean? And talking about like addiction, just behavior patterns. When you yep. step away from that, all of a sudden you flick that match, but there's all those healthy matches beside you. Boom, everything explodes in a positive way, right? Yes. But if yes. you're like match, but you're not around like the wood that needs to catch on fire, well, you just, the match is going to keep getting burned out. Eventually there's only like a little piece of that match left. You know what I mean? Yep. There's well, another that's, that's, fire burn. That's, that's, that's exactly why it's important guys to understand that, you know, every, we all get those messages in our DMs that, oh, we love to sponsor you. You look cool. And it's like some random fitness where they message everybody all day long. Oh, yes. Don't Coffee take cake. stuff like that because they're not in it to help you develop. They're not in it to actually work with yeah. you. Um, and you need to be able to recognize that kind of stuff because th that does exist out there. And, yeah. you know, you, that's, I mean, it's, it's kind of the same, like when an athlete messages me, says, Hey, I want you to sponsor me. And, and I want, you know, all this stuff. Okay. Well, what were you going to, like, what was your plan to create a return on that, right? Yeah. Like, you, yeah. what were you going to do for us? Yeah. 
yeah. crickets. Like you just want free shit. You don't want yeah. a sponsorship. You want free stuff. And those companies yeah. that yeah. DM you, they just want you to spend money with them. That's all it is. So watch out for the scam stuff. Be cognizant yeah. of it and make sure that when you are talking to a serious company, that it's somebody who has a philosophy that matches yours because you want to be able to grow in that partnership. Yeah. And if it, if it ends up being something that just doesn't mesh with your personal ideas and goals and beliefs, yeah. you're going to have a really hard time uh, fulfilling that contract and yeah. selling yeah. And, and that should be the reason why you partner with the company is because of the philosophy first and foremost, because merch is merch. Like at the end of the day, it should be the philosophy. And um, like at the end of the day, it'll come back to you tenfold, right? If you're in it for the right reasons, like on both ends, you know? And um, you can tell when it's a superficial relationship on either side, you know? And like, yeah, you don't want people who want just free stuff, but also like, even if you get free stuff, like, do you want, like I had an athlete who said, you know, like a big level sponsors, I'm not gonna name names, but they're like, none of them, none of them said that congratulations to me. You were the first person that reached out, shared my stuff and said stuff. And I said, because I genuinely love you and care about you as a person. And uh, I know people hate that. They're like, I'll scare the word love, but you know, I'm a very lovey-dovey kind of person. I love, I love people and I, and I love sharing love. And for me, my business is my way to love on people, to help people. That's my service, right? And I love using my gifts of art, being an artist to, to help people, right? I'm doing yeah. um, all the things that I'm creatively good at in one spot now, which is great. So much easier than having all disjointed and disconnected. But um, it's like, um, you know, that meant so much to me. Like it meant so much to me that she felt good. And it, it is a relationship. And when you have a healthy sponsor, there should be communication between the two. And you know, if you like the products, but you don't like the person, you, yeah, you probably shouldn't align with them and vice versa. Like I, I do believe there should be that healthy synergy there, you know? And that's I why like, I don't take on everything. It's like, there's always going to be supplement company. I get, you know, messages like that all the time, right? There's only yep. so many supplement mixes out there that you can, you know, herbs and things you can mix together, but it's like, is it a really good product? Does it really help people? Do they care? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like all that stuff. And like you said, as an athlete, you should care about that. You should have standards, you know, don't be just bought off. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You're totally right. Not in, I'm not, I'm not that type of person. And, and no one should ever think that they're not worthy and that they should be bought off. Do you know what I mean? Like that's all they're worth. That makes sense. Yep. Absolutely. Like, oh, I'll just take whatever. Cause that's all I can get. And also like, you know, be, be uh, grateful for what the good sponsors you that, that do come along because of the times that we're working in, right? Like it's a team effort to make this sport better, inclusive and um, to fund it, right? Like it, it, it's a, it's a community effort. You know what I mean? And we can all do it together. There's enough space for all of us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yep. You're absolutely right. And that's, you, you hit on something that I wanted to address for just a second. Like you, you said, this is why I created all this. That's how I love people. That that's why we created muscle part. That's why I created the sponsorship secrets program, because I believe that everybody yeah. watching this podcast has the potential to be paid to do what they love to do. All yeah. I'm trying to do is to show you how to make that happen because I am a sponsor I've been a sponsor in multiple sports. I've sponsored celebrities. I've sponsored yeah. amateur athletes and everybody in between. I know what it takes, 
but there's not another guidebook out there to help people. So I made one. So I made a program and that I'm like, where has it been? I want everybody to live up to their potential and to at least have the tools to do so. It's up to you whether or not you use it, but I'm going to give you the tools. So speaking on that, because I'm all about women supporting women. Um, Ashley doesn't know this yet, but now she's going to know. So I'm going to purchase two copies of your ebook. I'm going to give one away on the show. Make sure you uh, like, like, and share this. Um, so hook up your homies. The details will be on our website, on Instagram, and all that good stuff, and our Facebook. But anyways, if you want to win a copy of her book um, and find out these amazing juicy secrets, then you need to like, subscribe, share, and find buy the details. You need to log on. You need to go on our Facebook page. And um, I just want to say thank you to Ashley. Like she has, you have such a heart of gold. Like I love, like just you're you such good. You're such a good email. Good or I don't know the words. I don't have the words, but it's all goodness in there. It's all like you know rainbows, unicorns, and happiness. I'm gonna like go to my kid's school and pick them up one day. I was like thinking about it today, and I was walking home. I was like, I need to get a unicorn mask because those kids like they love it, man. And I used to be a professional clown. I'm like, I need to dress up and like you know pushing my baby stroller, dressed up and just spread joy and bring my stereo. And like dance music every day so that when the kids leave the school there's like hope and you know like there's there's always hope for a brighter future for everyone like you said everyone can get paid doing what they love when you were a kid and you had dreams and gold desires they were not put there by mistake and maybe you know like you know i've met people who are like really good voice artists i'm like yeah maybe you're not meant for radio but you can get paid to do audiobooks and you get voiceovers there's so much opportunity now like with the digital world but you know you just got to find your beauty you got to find you the do. beauty. You do. You know? And that's part of, that's part of what this program does. And I, I just, I do want to emphasize it is a program. Like there are worksheets you have, there is legit work that you have to do when you get this, because I want you to be successful. So I want yeah. you to do it right. Um, but it's to help you figure out what it is that you have to offer, because believe yeah. me, it's not as easy to pinpoint as you might think. You might think, oh, I want to help people get stronger. What next? what else there's yes. more to it and this program is going to help you figure that out because man you've got to know what you bring to the table that's what we are yes. here to discover and yes. do yes yes, yes. Someone stumping. why are we not in person god damn it when they, when they invent, that's a new word i'm gonna look that up in the dictionary but that's a word when they invent hologram technology i'm gonna fucking or like i don't know like i'm zoom into different places and hug people and then zoom out like i'm so excited like i, just want to come here. I don't want to pick you up and I want to like spin in a circle with you, like dirty dance style, like lift you over my head and be like, I love you, bro. <laughs> I just, like, I picture myself, like, I picture myself standing at the kitchen doing something and all of a sudden somebody's like bear hugging me and I spin around and yeah, they're gone like, like my spatula. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, forget about the stir fry. Let me carry you. <laughs> I'm into that. And also I do want to tell you, you talked about the unicorn costume. One yes. of my life goals, there are suits that look like life-size velociraptors from Jurassic Park. Oh, and they, I did one of those videos for that. And they roar and everything. They're super lifelike. What? My yeah. goal is to get one of those and go hang out at parks for little kids and let them meet the dinosaur because I love dinosaurs. You got to do that. So. I'm telling you, it's the best gift. We're going to talk about that more. Oh my God. Things are going to happen. You're giving me <laughs> ideas. So watch out. <laughs> oh man, I have so many ideas. But yeah, thanks again for being on the show, Ashley. And like Thank I said, what's the pirate? I, I couldn't believe she said yes because when I messaged her, I was like, um, hello. Um, would you mind being on my show because you're missing? And you're a big I was honored. 
I was like, what? 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 Thank you so much for having me. Seriously, like I'm I'm so happy I finally got to like meet you and talk with you. And I, I can't wait it. for this to come out because you're you're the bomb, man. You're the bomb diggity. You're the bomb diggity. We're both the bomb diggity. There's always bomb diggity to this happening. That's what I'm saying. I feel like the bomb is us jumping and the diggity is like <laughs> the movements that come with us. That's that's the definition of our collab. But check her out, you guys, www.musclepirate.com. Wait, is that right? Musclepirate.com and yes. ashleyjuge.com. Check it out. Links on the screen. Check it out. We really want to hear you scream. <laughs> check it out. And have some ice cream. Nice. Check it out because you a boss ass queen. Characteristic <laughs> <laughs> dog dance. Um, yeah. See you guys on the next episode, Panas. Anyways, now I'm just talking to you. That's what I care about. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>